I read a fascinating op-ed in The Hill, which I'm going to link to on my Facebook page right now at uh, facebook.com slash moranofan, that says even though that's what everybody does, everyone gets whipped into a frenzy and they go out and buy these tickets when there's these big, large jackpot prizes. Maybe that's not the best strategy. The person that wrote it is someone that knows a thing or two about numbers, probability, and more. Dr. Sheldon Jacobson, he's a professor in computer science at the University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign. He is a data scientist, and he applies his expertise in data-driven, risk-based decision-making to evaluate and inform public policy. Professor Jacobson, thanks for joining me on the radio. It's been a pleasure to join with you today. Thank you for having me. So before we get into why people should or should not buy these tickets for these massive jackpots right now, what is the better strategy? If you do win the jackpot, should you have it paid out over time or should you get it a lump sum or does it depend on your age and sort of your station in life? Well, taking the lump sum is actually very, very poor strategy because most people can't imagine dealing with literally millions of hundreds of millions of dollars. And as now we're approaching, you know, a large amount of money that the burden of managing it is tremendous tax implications, as you pointed out, but also having so much money when they've never had that before, it actually creates more problems than it brings good. Of course, the odds of winning this large jackpot is extremely small, but the risk of doing it is sufficient that people will find, oh, money will buy me happiness. More will be better. Just not true. Studies have indicated that a little bit of money is good, buys opportunities, but it does not buy enough for you to take the risk that if you are ended up with 100, 200, 300 million dollars in front of you, the vast majority of people just can't understand and fathom what that means. So taking the the 30-year payout is much more prudent and it gives you an opportunity to kind of work your way in. So if you do make a mistake the first two years, you still have 28 years left of money coming in. And that, in fact, is the most prudent strategy. Of course. Even even if you're 75 years old? Well, you're, you're going to be able to hear it to, to children, grandchildren, and so forth. But even if you are 75 years old, that amount of money in the first few years is going to be so great that if you're going to use the money to give it to charities, you might as well then will those remaining years to that charity. They will appreciate it, and in fact, you will appreciate it and not have that burden. Got it. All right. Um, before we get into why people should or should not be buying lottery tickets right now, what are my odds if I go and buy a Powerball ticket today? What are my odds of winning the, the jackpot? Well, both of them are on the order of around 300 million to one. For the mega million, it's slightly higher because it's an extra number. It's a little over 302 million to one uh, against the winning. That's against. With the Powerball, it's around 292 million to one against winning it. These are odds which are beyond most people's comprehension. So you're not going to win. But someone will win eventually. But the average person thinks, I'm going to win. You're not going to win. That's the odds. All right. Why do you say that it's a bad strategy to go out and buy a lottery ticket when the jackpot is up? Understanding that I'm probably not going to win anyway, why shouldn't I buy one when it's a $900 million jackpot? Well, it comes down to risk assessment that even though you're not going to win, there's a small small chance that you may win. 
And that risk is so great that people think, wow, this wonderful windfall is going to make my life better. For most people, it actually makes it worse. So when should I buy a lottery ticket? Well, if you really want to waste your money buying a lottery ticket, because a lottery really is a tax on the poor. Most people who buy lottery tickets can't afford to spend the money. It's a dream. It's a hope. But they're not going to get a return on their investment. If you're going to do it at all, buy it when the jackpot is as small as possible, which starts out around $20 million. Because if you take the payout over 30 years, your first annual payout is $300,000. That's a tremendous amount of money for the vast majority of people. In your 30th year, it's $1.2 million. Is it because there are so many more players that, uh, that play when it's a large jackpot, are you more likely to have to split a jackpot when it's a 800 or $900 million prize than, say, a $20 million prize? Absolutely. That's another factor that comes into it. It's still a lot of money, and it's still more money overall. But once again, it comes down to the fact that having this large amount of money put before you when you haven't dealt with that level of wealth ever in your life is a risky proposition of itself. A little bit of money is nice. A lot of money can be a burden. Well, but it's a it's a it's a risk that I'm willing to take, though, Professor Jacobson. I mean, uh, I mean, it, it is sort of you can do a lot of different things. That is genuinely a life changing amount of money. But life-changing can be both for the positive and for the negative. People are notoriously bad at assessing risk in their lives. Most people feel very comfortable getting into their car and driving a couple hundred miles on vacation to the beach. Yet, uh, when they go on an airplane, they'll be a little queasy, check the weather, a little bit of bump and turbulence. Yet, the car is still much riskier than the autom- uh, than the airplane in, in a trip. We don't assess and understand risk carefully. And at the end of the day, we're really throwing away $2. And you may say $2 is not a big deal. If you do it week in and week out, multiple tickets, it becomes a tax that is just not worth paying. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. If you, and if people are just tuning in, we're talking with uh, Professor Sheldon Jacobson. He is a, uh, a data analyst and a computer professor of computer science and a guy that studies numbers and probability very closely. You keep alluding to the negative implications of sudden wealth. Give us some ideas of the things that come as part of those negatives. People often who get a large influx of money discover they have a lot of friends that they didn't know that they had. They also start to buy things. And when you buy stuff, which are expensive stuff, there is a burden in managing it and overseeing it. These all take a certain amount of time, energy, and expertise. And unless people are fully aware of how to deal with all of this material wealth, and the managing of it, they discover that it becomes overwhelming. A lot of people who end up with a lot of money end up, in fact, worse off in a relatively short period of time 
because of this. They also find it difficult. Who do I trust now that I am so wealthy? These are challenges. And once again, if you've never been through them, it can be a burden and overwhelming and and force people into emotional and mental stress just because of that. Sheldon, why would I not simply hire a professional wealth management advisor or a financial planner or both to help me make wise decisions about how I'm going to handle my newfound wealth so I don't end up doing something foolish? That is the right strategy. The difficulty is people still have to make that decision themselves. And once again, once you get this wealth, you are now entering a gauntlet that you have never experienced before. And all of us, when we're dealing with new situations, are going to make mistakes. But these are very, very big mistakes with tremendous implications. And we just aren't prepared for it. And because of that, your advice is great, except how many people will actually do it. We think we will but it's so overwhelming when we first get that large influx of wealth. So needless to say, you are not buying a lottery ticket this week. I am not. I, I, I never buy a lottery ticket. It's just a poor investment. For every $2 you put in, $1.20 of it is coming back to the people who buy the tickets. The other $0.80 cents is going to the lottery commissions, the states, wherever they want to use it. It is a horrible tax, and I encourage people to save their $2 every week, put it away in a bank, and you'll discover over a few years you have more money than you realize. There you have it. Sheldon Jacobson, if you want to be a winner, he says don't buy a lottery ticket. Thank you very much. Appreciate you staying up. Thank you very much. Thank you, Professor Professor Sheldon Jacobson. If you want to comment on any portion of our discussion, you can. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222.